the divine emotion which every human needs to experience. And the more the merrier is profound goodwill, loving kindness. And what it needs is definition because there's a substantial portion of the population who have never experienced this. They've had moments, perhaps, uh, of, of friendliness, um, of personal uh, attraction and things like this, but they actually, many, many humans, they never have felt uh, the opening of the heart, the unconditional opening of the heart. And this is called in the Buddhist tradition the a divine abiding. Um, <clears throat> it's a little bit more poetic than that. It's called the Brahma Vihara. Brahma is uh, the, a god, not the one from the Judeo-Christian tradition, but a heavenly being. So this idea of beings that uh, dwell in heaven, in a very interesting parallel to uh, the Christian tradition, uh, they talk about the mansions of heaven. Very beautiful description that, that the beings of heaven would live in, in splendid dwellings. It helps the imagination. I think that humans, one of the differences for humans is that they do live in dwellings and they, they enjoy large, spacious and beautiful dwellings. And this is important actually to translate that vihara, that dwelling, as a space which you are emotionally moving into. Now, this is not a something that is produced by by the intellect. This is an emotion, and the only where uh, time you're ever in your life going to experience <clears throat> the divine is through is it through the emotions, and so you're going to move in and dwell in beautiful space. There are descriptions in some of the suttas of Moggallana going to the heavenly abodes. And there are descriptions of these glittering, radiantly beautiful, multicolored, transparent, floating mansions. And it's good for your imagination to think about that. And the beings are described, who live in these mansions are described, and they're radiating. They're extraordinarily beautiful as well. Nothing in the human realm competes with it. And so this is poetic language, but poetry uh, is a form of reality, just like music is a form of reality. And for a lot of people, the experience of listening to music, uh, transporting them, changing their moods is more real than ordinary, unsupported reality. And for most people, <clears throat> they need things like visual arts or music to 
transport them into a higher uh, state of consciousness of, of the em emotional development. They require this. They can't do it without it. But they should realize that it's a shame that they, they can't uh, spend more time there without needing the external stimulus of the arts and music. And so this is what it is to develop the, the divine abidings. It is to learn to enter into the heavens. There is no heaven or dimension of, of reality that is removed from the emotional dimension of reality. So yes, it's a state of consciousness. And I, but I would not go so far as to say it's merely a state of consciousness. It's an absolute reality, just like pain is an absolute reality. Depression is an absolute reality. It's not, it's not just something, it's, it's whole and inclusive and an absolute reality. So that these divine emotions, uh, specifically of loving-kindness, are only entered through emotional experience, and they are absolutely and ultimately real. And there, any talk that you ever hear in religious language, spiritual language about heaven is, is talking about this. And many, of course, in modern times, there's a lot of skepticism and removal. Everybody's looking, trying to look through a telescope for heaven <laughs> or a microscope, maybe. Is it quantum? Is it quantum heaven? <laughs> This is like the medieval church look, asking how many angels can dance on the head of a pin. These are very rational <laughs> inquiries, but angels don't dance on the head of a pin. Uh, they dance in uh, translucent, full-color mansions. And... Uh, you may want to join them in that dance, in that song. And so that's the, this is the language that you need to understand. You need to liberate your heart and not be so suppressed. Many people are walking around, they're emotionally repressed. They feel that they can't break the boundaries of their ordinary rea uh, identity. This is a shame. Uh, they need to be liberated from that and to feel comfortable to have sort of a transcendent uh, and sweet and kindness for all beings, themselves included. And you need to use your imagination and you need to be dramatic. You need to, maybe you need to do this alone in your bedroom <laughs> uh, or in the forest, but you need to do whatever it takes. Now, they, they often, these, this, Loving-kindness is taught with phrases like, may I be well, and may other beings be well. These are just dry words. Find words that drip, that are succulent, that are delicious, that are poetic. Whatever you need. It's not about clinging to a method. It's the results that you want. And that has to be you have to yearn for, 
liberation and you have to learn yearn for the highest state of human nature. What a shame to pass your life and not experience true and profound goodwill and loving kindness. To not glimpse the dwellings of the gods, not to join them in, in their beauty. And this is the possibility that a human has. And you can make this your primary practice in your entire life, and it has endless benefits. <laughs>